Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and this week we watched three different things. We watched Pieces of a Woman, which is a film on Netflix, and that is about a heartbreaking home birth that leaves a woman grappling with the profound emotional fallout, isolated from her partner and family by a chasm of grief. It stars Vanessa Kirby, Shia LaBeouf, and Ellen Burstyn. We also watched History of Swear Words, which is a series on Netflix that is hosted by none other than Nicolas Cage. And we watched episode two of season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. So spoiler alert for Pieces of a Woman and RuPaul's Drag Race. You don't really need a spoiler alert for History of Swear Words because it's a documentary and it, we don't really go into the plot. And be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion because there are a couple follow-up points. And without further ado, here's we're watching what? Pieces of a Woman, I am I'm very intrigued what you two thought of this because I watched this uh, like two months ago. This was pre the latest Shia drama and now it is, it's changed my experience, but you both watched it post that news. Yeah, it, it definitely changed my lens somewhat, cause it, which is disappointing because it's just, I, I really did actually think he was quite good in it. And I don't really have strong opinions about him one way or the other as far as acting goes. I, don't, I never thought he was bad, never thought he was like amazing or anything, but just, you know, he's there. And in this, I, I don't know if I was paying more attention to him because I was looking at things differently and I was like bummed that I thought he was pretty good in it. But I, I, I don't know, I thought everyone was great in it, but I thought he was, he was good. So that was a bummer. But I do like that it didn't uh, center around him primarily. I know he was a big part of it, mm -hmm. but I liked that it ended up really being her story and I was all about her. So I, I did like the film. I did. I was, I was kind of surprised. I had mixed bag feelings about the film. I think that the chemistry between the two of them was pretty great. And I think that they both did a really good job. I personally am very squicked by childbirth and basically everything that has to do with childbirth. Do not ask me to touch your pregnant belly because I think that's horrifying. And I know as a woman, that's very strange, but I just, no, I, I, just I mean, my it. question is always like, who is, who, who's going up to people and be like, touch my pregnant belly. I'm like, that's an alien in there. They're still like kicking out, you know, I don't want to touch anything. I find the whole process utterly disgusting. And so I know it's natural. I understand, uh, whatever, but I find the whole thing gross. So I even texted them and was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know. I don't want to be the person who never watches any of the films, but I also don't know. And, and to be fair, the, the birth part of it, you know, it was only the first sort of 20, 25 minutes. So well, I, it was only the first 20 ish minutes, but it was huge. You know, yeah. like while you're watching it, it's it's it was very detailed. And it, very, it, I mean, it felt very real time, right? It like felt, it was yeah. I, it did. I, the, honestly, the whole film felt super real to me. And I think that's what I really kind of gravitated toward about it. But so in your defense, it's like it it felt very like, holy crap. And it was it was tense and it was scary and it was sad. I think they did a very good job of like sort of the intimacy between two people who have a child together and kind of what that looks like, kind of like a better glimpse at it than we have in a lot of movies and sort of that partnership there, especially during the birth. I thought that was really interesting and cool. And I, I liked the way that they just let the story unfold. Um, like it felt very, I don't want to say not directed because obviously they had direction, but it felt very, like you said, real. It felt like the story had room to sort of breathe. Yeah, it, it wasn't like overly managed, I think. Right, like overly produced, I guess. It felt mm -hmm. very, um, it felt like the actors um, had room to breathe and it felt very like natural and, and real, at least the beginning of it did. But then I do feel like it got kind of heavy handed towards the end in a way that I wasn't super fond of. So, you know, when we're like panning to all the dead plants in the apartment and, you know, spending time on things like that where it's sort of shoving it down our throat that they're not doing very well, which, I mean, <laughs> they lost their baby. Of course, they're not doing well. I do think it was sort of an interesting choice that the courtroom drama was largely left out of the film, and it was mostly about, like, sort of dealing with it away from the film. The only thing that suffered for me in, in that way was that it felt like the climax was her sort of absolving the midwife in the mm -hmm. courtroom, and I felt like it just didn't land for me because we didn't really deal with anything very well or like we weren't in the courtroom and we didn't ever really get to see how she felt about the midwife until then. It just didn't feel as satisfying in that moment as I guess I would have liked it to feel. But I do understand, too, that life is not very satisfying and that, you know, things just sort of move on. I was a little disappointed and sort of taken aback when Shia like just took the money and left. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was interesting about the courtroom. I was going to say, I actually quite enjoyed that because I felt like the whole of what we were seeing was all through our main protagonist character's experience and that she never really blamed 
the midwife. She literally just wanted her baby back and was so upset. And she, we were kind of watching as she's grappling and everything. So I kind of liked that we learned that stuff as almost maybe she learned it. It's like she was just surrounded by people who were kind of telling her what she should be feeling about this and that. And her mom was very, you have to hold someone accountable. Like right. it meant something to the, to the mom. And she's like, but I don't feel like there's anything to hold her accountable for, but couldn't necessarily, maybe she didn't know she did, she felt that way. I like how it was revealed, but I do, I do agree. It could have been a heavier moment, like a more satisfying kind of breath of air at the, at the movie. Okay. We've gotten some kind of closure yeah, here. Yeah, I, I wanted it to feel bigger, bigger. Like we went on this journey with her. Right. And it does in some ways feel like she does sort of take her head out of the water at that point and look around her and sort of make a choice which she really hadn't been doing before that. So that was also interesting and well done in that way. But yeah, I wanted that to just land a little bit better. And I felt like they were kind of over, not letting it breathe in the same way that it it breathed at the beginning of the film, I guess. Yeah, I I agree with that. I felt like the end felt a little slapped on, honestly, just in terms of the way that she comes to this sort of revelatory forgiveness moment. It just felt so overly dramatic and convenient and like, you know, just like, oh, I'm gonna, I remember that there's film being developed at this place and I'm gonna go find it. And it's in black and white. Like, how are you supposed to tell any of that? It just felt like, I don't know if they knew how to write themselves out of that ending and just were like, no, here's how we do it. Great. In Um, some ways, I kind of wish they had had the courage just to like, no resolution, right. no nothing. Like, this is just a horrible thing that happens to people and everyone's going to tell you how to feel and you're just going to have to work your way through it instead mm-hmm. of having, like, that moment, right? Right, like a bow tie on the end. You know, I don't think every film needs that. And and given the way that it had approached the rest of the film, I was like, maybe we're just going to finish. And then it was like, no, no, just kidding. Like, not happy ending, but happy ending. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was, like, a requirement to do that. So I could totally yeah. see that. Like, because- the Apple... The apple tree with the little girl was a little much for me. Yeah, the apple symbolism symbolism was a lot. And I almost thought at the end of that, I almost thought the little girl was actually going to belong to the midwife because I believe she said she had a daughter. And I almost thought it was just going to be kind of for some reason, not sure what that would accomplish, but kind of going and showing one mother and father's life was completely turned upside down by these this and that. But then we kind of go back and it's like by not going and trying to pursue and hold this woman accountable for something that that you know she didn't intend on happening in a bad way like would have taken her away from her own daughter in a weird way and I kind of I don't know I kind of thought but then I could very much tell it wasn't her so I was yeah. like oh, okay but I thought maybe we were kind of going there because then you know it's ending in a way where it's like okay life goes on and and I guess she did if we're if it's not a fantasy she did eventually get a happy ending with uh, at least a child. We don't know if she's remarried, if she's dating, if whatever mm-hmm. it is, she had her on her own. But she does have a child, so it gives the viewer, I guess, a little bit of like, oh, good. But it was kind of an unnecessary, oh, good. But uh, yeah, it seems kind of like obviously written from experience, I believe, from kind of going through this. It then feels like, okay, but then the average audience wants to smile at the end, so we need something. Yeah, I feel that. But I just, I yeah. loved the way it breathed at the beginning, you know, and yeah. just felt really real and just, I would have just loved the same kind of feel at the end. Like maybe she still feels underwater. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like yeah. the beginning to me felt like a separate film. Like it was a, its own, its short, own film short film almost. Right. And mm-hmm. then and then it was like, and here's the rest. Let's resolve yeah. it. Well, and part of this was the cinematography. I really enjoyed a lot of the camera work. And, you know, that first 20 minutes, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like all one shot. And I think it, I, I, that, I, I was love... tracking that and I was like, it's either one shot or it's like a well-cheated very yeah, few cuts very they, few cuts often they yeah. are and they're digitally you know but it either way it was intentionally kind of like you are here in this moment you're not missing a beat of it right it's definitely an unbroken scene yes and i liked that and then the last scene seemed to be as well with the tree and the girl walking to the foot the woods kind of going or the field kind of going up mm. there it was very like that again Whereas at the beginning, we were almost like so close up that it was almost like you can't, it was hard to sometimes, you know, I don't know, like, but like we're so close up on these characters, you know, and it was very in their business. And then the end was so far removed and you're kind of spying through a tree and seeing what's going on. And I have to believe there's probably some sort of meaning behind that when they're Mm -hmm. conceptualizing how they're going to film this thing. But the way the beginning was shot was much more kind of up my alley of like the cinematography that will like grab me in a film and kind of pull me in. And I, I appreciated that about it for sure. But I, yeah, I thought she was great though. I thought, and of course, Ellen Burstein, like, you know, every time she breathes, I'm like, Oh, give her an Oscar. But <laughs> she, but overall, I just thought it was really, the whole thing felt really just real life to me. And like the acting did not feel 
rehearsed for lack of a better term. It just felt very like, this is real. And I, I really liked that. <laughs> it just, it really felt that way for me. So yeah, based on though, the, you know, coming to light of the Shia part of it and the, the kind of subject matter, I would say like, would you recommend this film to people? I guess not at the moment. I mean, I but again, not like that should change, but it's hard because this stuff, and this is the most first world problems, but this stuff comes to light and then it kind of goes, you don't want to support, but at the same time, do you then also want to not support this female director and this? Nope, this, nope. This it's not a female director. It's a male director. Oh, I thought it was. Oh no, it is nope. a male. Written, written yeah. by his wife, but it's him directing it. I, I'm not That's 100% sure on that, but it's definitely okay. a male director because we'll I saw some Q&A that. with them. Yeah, yeah, but I was going to say this other, the, the, you know, do you, you want to not support the rest of the incredible cast and all the other right, people sure. in the film because of one uh, person who's problematic? And it, I don't know what that answer is. It's really hard. I, I think I would still recommend it to people. I just think her performance was incredible and it deserves to be seen. But I don't, I mean, I'm not obsessed with the movie, so I'm not going to be shouting it from rooftops or anything right. like that but it's an it's a nice like it, especially the beginning is a nice kind of quiet yeah film that just is like a piece of life in a way which you know i love those like that's completely up my right so. maybe it's the kind of recommendation where if someone's like oh what'd you think of this film you tell them what you thought and if they, you know yeah. but maybe it's not the type that you're posting but it's not that i'm gonna like, right. be like running run to people this. yeah right definitely right. no i this you know. I completely agree. I, I think also just like the subject matter is challenging and not that we should shy away from it, but it is tough and like, especially, you know, we're still in this lockdown and it's not like the happiest time to be like, hey, watch this traumatic. <laughs> also, it's just like horribly depressing movie. Yeah. In yeah. school, did either of you have to watch this science film called The Miracle of Life? Yes. This, it reminded me of it aggressively. Yeah. The Miracle of Life oh. is like a middle school science, mm-hmm. like, you know, sex amazing. ed class and it shows you birth. Yeah. Traumatic. It was traumatic. This yeah. this reminded. I was like, we're gonna you, see her parts, aren't we? Hundred <laughs> percent. And I and to that point, I thought it was interesting. I didn't notice any sort of nudity on her at all, uh, unless I was like crazy. But I no, didn't notice. She... I didn't notice any, and it was uh, it was interesting. It seemed to be a decision, which I was totally fine with. But it I, just, I think she shows a bit of. But it's it's like in the least sexual way possible, you know. It's oh the, yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah. not male gazy, at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. Well, because we saw full frontal of Shia on more than one occasion, so yeah, it's I didn't thing need that. Kind of, but I just mean it was kind of in that way where it felt, you know, we're intentionally kind of not glorifying this woman in in a way where it's like, oh, be attracted to this and that in moments where she's pregnant or not pregnant. But then, you yeah. know, it was it was interesting, an interesting decision. Yeah, support it. You know, but no, it's a it's a tough one. I think even you know even taking the drama away from it it's still a tough one to recommend like you have to be yes. in the right frame of mind to watch it i think is the would i recommend it to a pregnant person no absolutely not, not. Moment. no but, no but you know what i mean but but it because uh, it would it would straight up it terrified me and i'm not pregnant nor i haven't gotten anyone pregnant <laughs> that it's just like you know i and it terrified me thinking like oh my gosh and so if I happened to be pregnant or was with a loved one who was, I mean, or that scene I, I of Shia wanna... just like running out to the ambulance was just like a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was heartbreaking to watch. It was, you know, yeah, it was a lot. But I, I enjoyed it, and it, I, I tend to like a good, uh, a good sad, 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 <laughs> you know, thing. Yeah. In it. And it, it, it filled that for me. I <laughs> As I like to say, I enjoy a kill yourself sad movie. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I cried. It's like, check. Uh, yeah, I just, I wish they had landed it better. Like, if, yeah. if this yeah. had a better ending, I would be obsessed with it. Yeah. But I, it kind of lost me towards the end, so. Again, I yeah. do think, you know, having watched it before the current Shia stuff came to light, I it, I was more willing to recommend it. I was, like, more excited to talk about it without mm-hmm. that lens. I was like, oh, okay, you know, like, actually, this might be fitting. It's him playing not, you know, the greatest character, but he's kind of on the up and up in terms of, his public standing and then mm-hmm. you know everything came out and i was like well i don't feel comfortable recommending this to no me. it's a bummer we're gonna take a quick break and be right back things i do feel comfortable recommending nick cage's history of swearing. <laughs> shout it loud and proud Dana. Uh, <laughs> I, I love nick cage you both know that he looked yeah his hair was so bad so bad in this yeah. What did what did we think? What did you think? This was a, a gift to me. <laughs> well, the assignment was to watch one episode. Did you watch more? I watched the whole thing. Oh, wow. Oh. You're ahead of me. I only watched one. Yeah. Because I wanted to watch more, actually. 
But then, because I'm really bad at remembering, like, what happened in the first episode and didn't happen in the next episodes, but then I realized they're about different words, and that could have... I was like, this one was like probably the easiest show nice. yeah, like, and, uh... and so now I'm like, oh, well, that, that logic didn't work yeah. very well. But, you know, 2021 yeah. logic is, you know, it is it's what still, it is. Yeah, it still doesn't um, count. Yep. I, yeah. I would say that I was a bit disappointed that we don't... I guess I'm too nerdy or something, but I really wanted to talk to the Stanford doctor and the etymologist a little bit longer about like the actual origins of this word and a mm-hmm. little less on the comedians. I enjoyed talking to the comedians and I thought that was, you know, interesting and fun, but I really did want to know like, you know, when does it show up in the medieval times? Like right. what, what, what did it mean then? And where did, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like I really wanted more of the timeline of when it started showing up and when it got used. And um, we got a little bit of that, yeah. but I, how many, how many did you watch, Janet? I only watched one and a half because I okay. didn't get a chance to watch it all today. But I, it was not at all what I was expecting. Like, I part of me, me wanted the Nick Cage part of it to be much zanier because that's what I love about Nick Cage, right? It's just like the current Nick Cage is just bonkers. Like, I have yeah. not made you two watch this film yet. I'm trying to find a way to do it. But it's called Jiu-Jitsu and it came out at the <laughs> end of last year. And it's like the best worst film it's just, it's absolutely wild. And he's in it and it's just like peak Nick Cage. I was like, perfect. I want that in this. But he's actually sort of being a little bit serious. And I don't know if he has quite the hosting chops that maybe is needed. Yeah, I was going to say, I quite I quite ended up enjoying it. I just, the whole, the thing and as a whole, and I found it very easily digestible and being that it's only 20 minutes each. And it's like, oh, and it was more about, to that point, the history of it all. I agree that I like want more of that about all the words, but I also, I didn't know it was going to be there at all. Even yeah. though I know it's called, you know, I just thought we yeah, were just Yeah, yeah, like, I did, I did not think that part I thought it was be kind of like yeah. drunk history-ish. I will say I'm shocked this is a show. I, I think this is like a BuzzFeed digital, like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like a little 10 minute. So I'm shocked that it's a show that got greenlit by Netflix and is like, you know, but more power to it. I don't know. I got through it and I did think I'm not the biggest Nick Cage fan. I can respect and understand the appeal and the zaniness and all that stuff. But I did think his parts really did fall really flat in this in a way that they didn't have to. It felt kind of unnecessary that he was even in it. But also they could have just, he was he was just on such a script that mm-hmm. it would have been better if it was almost just like give Nick Cage a few drinks and have him just kind of provide commentary about what we're watching yeah. rather than like give him things to say. But- yeah, I think, you know, when he was trying to like recreate all the famous lines with word no. i just felt that it was very he does it didn't more feel... <laughs> yeah. yeah i did not know what was happening at first i was like what? yeah and then we finally started being i was like yeah. oh okay we're using yeah, yeah quotes yeah movie and quotes. i just wish like i don't know i just think that could have been done better using his talents in a hundred percent and that's the thing and he does more of that later on and stuff and it sounds like dana you'll probably watch the whole thing jackie you'll probably oh, end yes. up watching the whole thing if you didn't for some reason i will say if you wanted to watch one episode the bitch episode was pretty good Ooh. Uh, i found it pretty interesting that was good. And then other episodes like Damn and different stuff like that were interesting because you also get to talk more about history of using these words in like Hollywood and different kinds of mm-hmm. things like that and stuff and touch on, you know, I think three of our mutually favorite films, um, Gone with the Wind, you know, I know at least for Jackie, it's a fave. God, uh, but... I love that, song. that is <laughs> but, sarcasm. You know, talking... Such a classic, <laughs> such a timeless classic that holds up today. <laughs> yeah. But interesting facts about actually even you know, I know we all know things about that film, of course, but even there were there were some things about that they talked about with usage of words that I didn't even know. I was yeah. like, oh, you know, as far as the history goes. So I don't know, interesting stuff. And I thought, okay, this is, you know, it's it's fun. And you could do totally do a season two and add in, we have so many cuss words. Uh, they didn't yeah. even get to the couple that I was like, really, where's this? <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I found it entertaining and I was like, all right. Why not? So it's definitely, it's absolutely something I never would have put on if he didn't make me. I will say that. (laughs) The one thing that got me the hardest and I laughed so hard for so long was like Jonah Hill winning the like, yeah, the the competition and someone being like, who does these counting? (laughs) 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 Who's counting? (laughs) Yep. An excellent question. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I would never have expected Jonah Hill to win that. I wouldn't either. I, I truly thought it was going to be Sam Jackson. Well, you'd think. He's a more notable, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and more but, quotable. Yeah, for So sure. would, you, would you recommend? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Watch Excellent. It. It's fun. Yeah. yeah, it's a good time. 
See, yeah, this is my is. this is my like my gateway into getting everyone to watch jujitsu. <laughs> 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 like he wasn't so bad in this. No, it's fine. It I was like, fine. I just said his parts are my least favorite thing about the whole thing, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, you know, but you know, that's beside sure. the point. You you sat through you do it. You, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, like, I've and full disclosure. I mean, I'm not a big fan. I don't think he's a great actor, but I I have liked several different things he's been in. It's not like I can't stand him or something. I just Oh yeah, no. But I mean I think <laughs> but, there's yeah. there's sort of eras of Nick Cage, right? There's like yes. very serious yeah. actor in Nick Cage, which is like early career, you know, Oscar nominated, all that stuff. Like he is even up to like adaptation, right? Like there's mm-hmm. and then there's just unhinged Nick Cage, which yeah. is my favorite. Like I I'm just like, dude is Wicker Man is one of my favorite Nick Cage performances. The, the remake is yeah, well, I assumed. Okay, have you have you watched it? It's of so bad. I've seen it. Okay, I don't know. I'm just making sure. Like, it's what it's one well, of the best. Well, look who you're talking to here. I, mean, I know. I, well, I I could imagine out of respect to the original one, being like, I will not watch this travesty. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, oh I yeah. almost always do a remake. I'm almost always there because I just gotta yeah. know. But like that version of Nick Cage is my favorite version of Nick Cage. Okay. And so. Okay. I like yeah, I like I like an action hero Nick Cage, so I enjoy like a Gone in sixty seconds or a rock like a Con Air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. those were mine. Yeah, I, was I haven't like, what seen kind? them in recent years though. To be fair, so that no, you probably not like, watch them. Yep, no, you should just leave those. Yeah, leave it in the nineties when I had fun watching them. So uh, I'm trying to think of like what Nick Cage I prefer, and it's like obviously I, Ghost Rider as well. Yeah, I mean Ghost Rider was pretty good. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> What is a chost? And how do you write it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We worked at a movie that. theater when that came out. And ah. someone someone was changing the marquee. So we actually had this giant marquee that was out sort of on the street because it was an older movie theater that had sort of been grandfathered into this very old marquee. So you had to climb up this kind of crazy ladder. I used to do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. And bring these letters up. And of course, you know, older movie theater that was not making much money so we didn't have a lot of letters <laughs> and they're all different colors and it was just like a mess and um this guy had been training on it or something and we were walking past it and he had put the g on backwards and so it said chost writer and or we like were just upside like, down upside or down, upside down yeah, yeah. Like, yeah and so we were just like what is a chost and how do we write it <laughs> you have to know <laughs> and honestly i don't even know how you write a ghost so yeah. Very carefully. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I. It, no one can really know. But yeah, I was gonna no. say. I think I actually remember. I did like Face Off. I had to literally look here. I. I haven't seen that since the nineties, but I did like it when it came out. And um, I even go further back to like, kind of the craziness of like watching like Wild at Heart or like Moonstruck type of stuff, Raising Arizona. That's oh, I like. Which I prefer. I mean, Moonstruck I like is like serious actor. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. yeah. But so I think that's like the era, and then. Face Off was kind of, okay, we're getting into, like, the action hero thing in the 90s, but it was still, like, you know, a movie, whereas, like, some yeah. of these things, he's doing jujitsu. I remember I, I liked I that much. Vegas movie, too. What was it called? Um, oh, leave, like, Leaving Las Vegas? Le- or... Leaving Las Vegas with Sarah Jessica Parker and him. Oh. No, there were that. things. You know, yeah. Snake, no, were, snake eyes. I'm not sure that they hold up, so don't at me on any of this. But no, I, yeah. I, they, I, I promise you, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> But they this can is, live forever in our brains. This is I remember the family man. Family man was like a moment. I remember people really liked that. Did they? I don't remember. I remember that. I don't like remember liking that first, film. But, yeah, I don't. I didn't really like it that much either. City of Angels. I remember I liked the Alanis Morissette song much more than I liked the film. But I oh you know yeah. I mean well, I teenage okay. Jackie cried her heart out and had a good time. Um, but yeah. never rewatched it. Either. I'm just looking at his filmography. I'm like, what are some of these? <laughs> like what? Well, you know City of Angels. I mean, come on. Meg Ryan. I actually don't know City of Angels. With Meg Ryan? No. And the pair? Total tearjerker. No. I'm not. I didn't acknowledge rom-coms until, like, much later in life. Like, I was. Oh, it's a it's them. a drama. It's dramedy. Or not drama. Anything with rom it's drama. It's not like it's like notebook style. Oh, oh no! Then I, I, I think to this day, generally, <laughs> yeah. am, well, am not a fan. Was, notebook wishes it was City of Angels. I love that. But yeah, yeah. Was, I just I just remember genre. Yeah. I was you know I don't remember how old I was when it came out, but I was teenageish, maybe a little bit younger, preteeny, and it was a sobbing. Oh wow! Yeah, it had a sad ending for sure. I mean, I don't think that adult Jackie would sob in that movie same way but adult jackie knows better trust adult jackie, <laughs> trust adult jackie. 
<laughs> I think once he started down the national treasure path, that's when I was like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> We're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Which Look, isn't all that out, impressive now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> turns out stealing the Declaration of Princes isn't very hard. Yeah. They'll, they'll let you in. They'll let you in. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I didn't even seemed, think about that. At the time, that seemed tough. And, you know. At the, yeah. at the time, it, it seemed unbelievable. And then we were yeah. just like, well, I guess I can suspend my disbelief that you can do this. It's a product of its time. The sequel is like, let's kidnap the President of the United States. And now I'm like, you can have him. Do it. Take him off my hands. You know? Take him away. Yeah. And and for posterity, we're recording this pre-Biden taking over. <laughs> like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. We, we, are, we, are, we are recording post-events on January 6th. And yeah. Pre-events happening yeah. on January 12th. Yeah. It gives you some insight into our, our minds. Yeah. <laughs> where, where things are at here. Yes, yeah. for real. God, he has some real stinkers. I love him so much. Yeah. Real. All right. Yeah, well, he'll make anything. Yeah. He's that person you absolutely can't yeah. trust. Yes. Which is why he's great. We're gonna or watch that's why you, point. or that's why you trust him, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> You're like oh, this is gonna be a wild ride. Yeah. Gonna be a wild ride. Yeah. Anything he's not in, I'm like, oh, why isn't he in this? I mean, yeah. I mean, did they he not? Was, did they did not? If they are, you know, if it's not good enough for Nick Cage, then it's gotta be really bad. <laughs> well, it's either if he turned it down, okay, it's really bad. But if they didn't ask him, maybe their their judgment sucks. So it's yeah, like you that's just, what I'm it might just be a bad film. My Nick Cage barometer. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not the star of it, but I I do have some major kick-ass love always so oh yeah kick-ass is sort of a and i like bought a, him in a that great role. use of him yeah yeah and i thought he actually it, it served his style of mm-hmm. acting and trying to yep. be a badass very well because it's like you're laughing at it but like i yeah i'd believe it i wouldn't want to cross him in that movie yeah you know i think that's the thing about like current him is that he has these glimpses and moments of like oh he's actually, oh yeah he was really good for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know and he keeps and you on your like, toes forget, like when you mentioned moon moonstruck i was like oh he was in yeah. that that he's guy. like constantly he's like constantly trying to convince you he never had talent. He's just yeah. trying to, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's just trying to be like is... I'm just a joke. Like well, you know, I'm but just... like did anyone see Mandy? Yeah, I did watch Mandy because I was I kept hearing that it was like revolutionary and like one of the best horror films in years and it was fine. I don't know. I didn't like I, really I started to watch it a little bit just because everyone was like, Oh my god, Nick Cage is great in this and I was like, Is mm-hmm. he though? Uh I, I can't I just didn't get into it and yeah, I was abandoned. Like, yeah. I honestly, car- I, like, I, this was, like, earlier this year, I think, that I saw this film, and I honestly can't even tell you what it was about. I, I don't remember it that well, but I remember watching it and being like, oh, okay, whatever. But, like, it was just one of those ones where sometimes a film hits the circuit. Happens a lot in the horror world, but I know in other, other you know, genres, too. It just hits a circuit, and it's like, oh, this is the greatest thing since blah, 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 whatever. And it's just, it gets all this really positive attention for a second. And then you're just like, oh, you got to know. And I swear they just must pay for the publicity. But it, well, <laughs> but it, I think- it happens. I think the interesting thing to me about Mandy is that the publicity went outside of the horror circuit, right? Because I think, yeah. fair or not fair, there's a lot of sometimes stigma about the quality of most horror films. Mm-hmm. And so for it to hit this sort of like, quote, mainstream uh, sort of critic, you know, acclaim, yeah. and then also be starring Nick Cage, who generally speaking, critics mm-hmm. are, not, are not as generous as I am towards him. You know, I was like, oh, this must be actually decent yeah. if everyone's but yeah, it was whatever you know yeah. Yeah. yeah but you're absolutely correct about everything you just said because yeah <laughs> i mean you know like horror never gets any recognition in any kind of way as far as like rewards or anything like that well, it's always just kind of like sometimes but but yeah. since like silence of the lambs has anything been like talked about yeah get get out to me is, yeah, is absolutely they, they had to submit it under comedy to get it yeah, um, what was, no, yeah, what was the, the Globes, oh, us, you know? us, us was a horror film that I think did. Did it get acclaimed? Or like, or like as I, much? When I say acclaim, I'm also I'm totally talking in stupid terms. I'm talking like award ceremony. Not that no, that no, no. I I know, but yeah. I think us to yeah. a degree like did did it. Yeah, I don't remember. yeah, yeah. So Jordan Peele kind of helped bring that back, which is good. But there's Ari Aster and a couple of different directors that like I'm still waiting for their films to get recognized one of these years, but we'll see. Yeah, I've come around a little bit on Ari Aster. Like, I'm not, again, we've talked about this extensively. I know he's polarizing, but, you know. Well, so I just couldn't watch his other stuff because it's just too scary for me, but I watched Midsommar. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, this is, it was very good. Yeah. Ironically, reminded me very much of The Wicker Man. And, like, The Wicker Man is a horror (laughs) movie I can handle. Uh (laughs) No, but, yeah, cultish in that way, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, moving on to RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, so I was very confused this episode, which is why I texted both of you if anyone's watching live, because my TV cut out for like 
two minutes or not even two minutes, let's say 30 seconds very early on in the episode. And what we couldn't figure out, we were Googling, like my sister and I were watching and it was, wait, are they just not bringing the other queens back? Are they... They just, did not explain it, so right, which was very awkward. But but then, then in the preview in the for next on. week, yeah, oh, they I showed didn't all see of the them. Next on. Yeah, next on's all the other queens. Like it's like they're having their own challenge at the same time, I think, or something. It's really bizarre, and honestly, yeah. oh my god, just, they're not doing a thing where like they think they're competing to get back in the show, but really they've been I, voting people back in, and they just don't know. I, I don't think so. I, don't I think what they've done is they did that weird pork chop thing, episode one, and then they did the split season premiere, essentially, right? Where it's like, okay, this group does their choreography, their whatever, and then, you know, we have two winners. And then for the next group, my guess is it'll be, oh, lip sync for your life, and one of them is going home. Mm-hmm. So and then And then we'll all rejoin as a big group and then yeah. compete for the rest of the season as one large group. But they'll they'll have their sort of choreography drama, their whatever drama, you know, they're like, okay, do your verse stuff, do your day to night look or something along those lines. But it, yeah. it'll basically be like a mirror episode, but not explaining it was so confusing for the whole episode. No one loves a lip sync for the win. Like I find those so boring. Right. I just the drama of going home is like more interesting. Yeah, and it just, we kind of talked about last week, like, is it a gimmick? Is it not? Is it all this whatever? And this episode just confused me even further where I'm like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, okay, let's just say what you just said is accurate and they're going to compete. One of them might go home next week and then they're all going to join. Okay, cool. But then what was the point of any of that? Besides, unless you just want to do a split premiere, it's like sending the one, I can't remember the names at the moment, but the one queen to the current you know, ones that know they're competing. Yeah. And then there was like a little bit of like, oh, is is, is uh, you a spy, a mole or whatever? Right, that's what, I was so confused. I was like, a spy for whom? Just, for who, what? Yeah, I couldn't and it figure just out like what they would thing. be spying for. And then by the end of it, it was all harmony and fine. But it's just this one thing where I'm like, doing it this way and creating this kind of like border, all it's to do, like when I, like I mentioned, when I'd work on certain shows in the past, one of them I, I referenced uh, MTV's The Challenge, where we would mm-hmm. have different gimmicks and stuff, but they were all in place to fuel drama. Right. And on a show that, again, we know the whole thing, we, we know how it works. The networks are like, secretly, we want drama, but then also like publicly had to be like, we don't advocate any sort of, you know, but it have to be like, but they, they know what makes TV shows, you know, spark is, you know, people fighting and this and that. But I just feel like in the drag race world, Rue has gone so much into kind of being trying to like diffuse the fights and like we all need to love each other and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And this kind of model to me only sets up uh, drama. That's all it does. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they're clearly just setting up, hopefully, Elliot still being there, which they are, well, right? So, yeah, they didn't send anybody home, which I thought was so lame, too. I was like, I really? I thought that was super lame. And then. So I think, I mean, obviously, Elliot is going to have some feelings about being kicked off by the, voted out by the Yeah, but voted. Who joined Away from that, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But that kind of setup is just annoying, and I hope Elliot doesn't fall into it. You know, like. Oh, I think Elliot's going to fall into it. Oh, Elliot's going to fall into it. They always do. I just wish that, like, they could see. Yeah, because Elliot was already like, oh, it was the unanimous vote, and so was clearly salty about it. And it's just. I don't know. It's just one of those things where, and then this was also a supersized episode, which I thought was interesting. I was like, why not just do the premiere as a supersized episode? And why not include this? Like, because this could have been trimmed down if you ask me. Oh, so Why much. not yeah. include this with last week and make those all one and then kind of leave us off with like where it's going so that we can kind of understand. It's so confused. Because again, episode two, it was supersized. My, my thing recorded, I think it recorded Untucked also, but it was like two hours of recording. You know, yeah, so mine, mine did the episode that too. went it's, an hour and a half almost. Yeah, it's an hour and a half. It's weird if you have like a DVR or whatever. It's now automatically lumping. It did this last season too. It's yeah. been lumping untucked into the, like it used to be you had to sure. record them separately. But I agree, like it's so bizarre because essentially what you're, the only purpose that this would serve is to split them into teams, right? The loser yeah, team, the I lips and losers to the start. And then the people who won. And while the structure of the show, unless they dramatically change it, does not account for team sometimes there are teams but it's not like a team show like look at survivor for example right it's like cool your tribe is what gets you through to a certain point and then you're an individual and you're just like challenge we do the same thing exactly but this Mm -hmm. show is all about the individual behavior and so Mm -hmm. unless you buddy them up or pair them up or whatever it is like they tried in all stars which Kind of right or um yeah they project did that runway little... for a while do that mm-hmm. or one I of think the it was like a, some, a work... some fashion competition yeah. show you're in like a group and then it was yeah and right but it's also like this... if that's if that's where you're going 
my thing is, you know, when we compare, say, Survivor or The Challenge or all those different shows to something like Project Runway or Top Model or whatever, right? You're comparing two different things here where it's like one of these is a career-driven thing and one of them is a competition-driven thing where we just want to win a bunch of money, right? Mm -hmm. So drag is kind of, to me, I guess this falls more into the career side of things, more like runway and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. So, but something like runway, they 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 would like pin it in like this way of like, oh, well, because in this industry, you have to just work so well with all these different people all the time and you have to learn those skills and stuff. Drag, I mean, I guess if you want, you but you know, you're kind of your own thing unless you, yeah. unless you want to. be I mean, you have drag else. sisters and stuff, but honestly, sure, you could be pretty terrible and probably still get booked. You know, yeah, as long as you're a good drag know. queen, like yeah. you know, and it's like you bring people to the club. Like I don't think that, but at the same time, Drag Race has been different in the sense that like Project Runway and America's Next Top Model and and things like that, they're grooming people who haven't made it into mm-hmm. the next star right, right. which in some teaching ways you the skills you need like right. forcing you to learn them yeah whereas rue hasn't really done that it's more been about like who is the best one true mm-hmm. they have to come with the skills essentially yeah you always have yeah. someone who's only done drag for like a year and they always look they're like well i've been doing this for 15 years I've been... so it's like they're getting seasoned queens for the most part right. to compete here and kind exactly. of get a new and be a be an ambassador right and so it's that kind of thing where what advantage is there going to be to the person by making a team thing or whatever. So it just, and may, who knows, but it just feels currently like it's all just for the sake of trying to have drama. All right yeah. Like, it feels like a gate. mind game and not like splitting them by actual teams. And right? not like yeah. a oh, we're fun splitting them mind mentally. game either. Right. Like, no. I love a survivor. Okay. You know, yeah. into it, but this isn't fun. I don't know. But when I think it. back, when I think back on drag race and stuff, and I think of the Queens that I really like and the ones that I didn't like as much and whatever, I never really think about who has beef with whom and all this and all that. It just doesn't really, it doesn't register. It's not that kind of show. It's just, you have your favorites for your reasons. And I like that better that way. I would prefer if they did more of the Great British Bake Off thing where they're just buddies and they help each other. And then they like, you know, like we get yeah. a glimpse into the sisterhood of drag, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, they're yeah. competing and sure there'll be drama still, but like yeah, that's normal natural, interpersonal but... drama and not like manufactured I mean, I think the challenge is to what Matt was saying earlier. Bake Off is amateurs. That's the whole thing about that show, right? It's like everyone is an amateur baker as opposed to the profession of drag, right? These are people who are making their living or trying to more often than not through doing drag. And so I don't think there might be as much room for the kumbaya-ness of something like a Bake Off. Sure. I I also would prefer to see tonally. Yeah. Yeah. It's still cutthroat, but you like the idea that they're all just trying to get the same thing and they know that and they respect each other and that sometimes there is oh i look at this one as lesser than and sometimes like they they bring stuff it seems tina burner has some things against rose because of maybe com- competitiveness in the market already in new york which sometimes happens right so mm-hmm. obviously they'll cast certain contestants uh knowing that they might already have run-ins with one another or they might totally. have little beefs here and there but you know, it, it serves its purpose to get, I mean, I like a little bit of drama. Why not? Like it serves its purpose to get a little bit of tiff here and there, that. but then you see them kind of work through it or, or not, but yeah, it doesn't I guess rule it's just... the theme of the season, you know? Right. And this feels like you're trying to rule the theme. Right. When you're trying to manipulate me and it's very obvious you're manipulating me, like clearly cast, you cast people who will not get along on purpose. Right. And that is a very common thing that they do in reality TV, right? You look at the different personalities, you cast certain roles. I'm okay with that. They were either contrast or complement each other. And that's what you look for. You're not just looking for everything to just be like mediocre. Well, right. And I think the structure of the show is such Mm. that there's always going to be drama. No matter what, it's a competition competition. show. So you don't have to manufacture this additional kind of arbitrary one. Well, especially when it's just confusing. Well, and they do the thing where it's like, who do you think should go home this week? Whatever. Like they do that on purpose. Of course. So it's always dumb, but I just mean, we already get those moments and it's enough to fuel whatever we might be craving. Out of, yeah. as far as drama goes in the show really we just want to watch some cool drag and some fun like that's what we want to yeah. watch I think to me like a perfect example is like Candy Muse kept sparking beef with Elliot with two T's and I was just like one I could not understand what? what Candy Muse was saying half yeah. of the episode I was like what I mean, 
And two, it just felt so like, yeah, some maybe slightly catty comments were said, but I, the way that Elliot with two T's was saying them is either they're a psychopath and so good at masking, you know, malicious intent, or they just were like asking questions, you know? Yeah. What, right. And I also just feel like Candy Muse is trying desperately to get the villain edit is what it yeah. feels like to me. Like 100%. they know that that person generally makes a lot of money after Right. Yeah. Because they get notoriety, they're they're all over the place. So it felt calculated on my end. So it didn't feel yeah. like past season villains that were more genuine and more interesting, right? It felt very yeah. calculated on the end of Candy Muse. Well, and the and the edit was so completely kind of catering around Elliot with Tucci's presence. Mm-hmm. And how it was affecting everybody versus what was going on. They did the choreography and they had to write their own verses, right? In Rue's song, which those episodes are typically pretty fun, I think. And I have to say, I thought they did a pretty good job, like watching it and knowing that they yeah. they, they, that they choreographed it themselves and stuff. I was like, okay, this was, I mean, I was fine. And I didn't think anyone was terrible. It was like, okay, cool. But we barely, we got to see them working on the choreography, but only, we only got to see that so much, I feel, because it was like Elliot was hiding the fact that they were a choreographer dancer and didn't yeah. want to say it to be overbearing. So we saw that, but we didn't see them recording their verses. So I forgot they wrote verses until they were out there lip syncing them. And we didn't get to see well, them record there the was verses that or really write them much. Yeah, there, the there was some. But Mick was like, it felt so overproduced to me because like none of the queens blinked. No. You know, when they're like, Gottmik was what, you know, and, and also I understand Gottmik had like just a moment about the it. lyrics, you know, so yeah. you knew. Well, for, I, would, you know, well, I guess for me, felt... well, for me, I thought the moment where Gottmik is sort of panicked about it was authentic, but I thought, yeah, I thought Gottmik's reaction, right? But... but I think the conversation after, like mm-hmm. in the makeup room, was completely produced and crazy, right? Yeah. And so it was, it was a bummer to me because it felt like it watered down the actual like moment of Gottmik. Cause I think that like Gottmik realizing that they still had issues there was like very interesting and like mm-hmm. yeah. very real. Yes. Sometimes those things like surface all of a sudden in situations that you would never expect to be in, right? Like yeah. this like group of drag yeah. queens you barely know and have to be introduced to the whole world. Well, and, and you're, and, and you're first it. and all, you know, and, 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 you know, and really yeah. just like hearing it in that moment and understanding the gravity of sort of like what you've decided character is right mm-hmm. because yeah. obviously it's very calculated that got wants this as a platform for them to be successful later and and use that obviously yeah and i and i and i, I liked that stuff as well and i, I didn't think it was like under an entertainment i thought that their outfits were incredible most of the yeah. time like i was very in i mostly mean that we we were focusing on this Elliot stuff that wasn't interesting to me about like why Elliot's there and the mole and all this stuff where we were kind of in this supersized episode, then also glazing over other things I normally like to watch. Like when yes. they're putting together their runway looks or they're, well, even put, like they're, the they're writing show these felt- lyrics and stuff. It just was like, okay, it was all weird. And like we were sidelining and not getting stuff that we usually get in order to, to cater to this storyline that they're trying to create, whatever it is. And it doesn't seem I, interesting. I, at, by the end of the episode, I actually had forgotten that they had like a day and night look. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It was so, like, it was so weird. Thing because it felt mm-hmm. so disconnected from the rest of the episode that it was just like bizarre. And then they were showing, you know, when they're judging, they're like talking about them. So they're showing them at you again. And I was like, what? It was oh. so long ago. It was like, oh, that yeah. was I was like, episode. wow, that happened this episode. Yeah. The bummer of going here and having the supersized episode and seeing this whole thing this way too, and also not showing us the other queens the entire episode also is going to start feeling a weird, like imagine how they must feel. I know, but as the viewer too, I'm kind of watching my top seven right now at the moment right yeah. and then we're gonna have to go backwards and get 13 or 12 all of a sudden it's that's like, what i was oh. saying last week about how when i that's why i don't like the split the premieres split. because mm-hmm. you spend so much time with them and then it's like okay now good luck to these other people ingratiating themselves you yeah. know well, because now i'm just like okay well my favorites are these and like yeah. you know but I this mean, was like but this was like you gave us everyone you took half of them away Gave us one back, now made us sit for an hour and a half watching the group you kept with the one extra. And then you're going to go make us watch presumably an entire episode of the other ones. And then by the fourth episode, we get them all again. That just feels so extra. (laughs) Like, it's just like, for what? You know? I don't think it was a supersized episode. I think they're all going to be this long. Are they going to be? Maybe they are, which which I'm fine with that if the content permits. You know, I I don't think the content fills it. Like, I I don't don't, think think it did either. Yeah. Like, the reason that you can get away with that in later 
episodes in the season and having less people to focus on is because we know them and we're invested mm-hmm. in we them. We care. But now I'm like, I, you too much, not enough drama, but too much drama yeah. for 90 minutes of the same people who I don't know anything about still. Yeah. yeah. And and the things you start asking of them later in the season start to become a little more incredulous, you know, like where it's like, there's more to focus on, I feel yeah. like when in those episodes, so I could totally see that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was, I was fine the whole time. I wasn't like, when is this over? I was happy to be watching Drag Race, I, I had a but moment. I was, did you? Yeah, but I was like. Like an hour in, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. we're still going. Lackluster though, I'm, I'm I'm, hoping we kind of find our footing soon here. Yeah, agreed. I also thought it felt kind of long and I don't really appreciate any of the format changes. My favorite queens though. I was just going to say top, favorite queens and least favorite queens so far, now that we've had more time. Favorite queens so far, I love Gottmik. I really, really enjoyed the fashion, the day look with the fun, like the latex rainbow. And then I loved the showing off the top surgery in the 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 black gown and being sort of goth and then the the gold lame outfit that looked like some crazy alien princess Lion, landed was it? yeah like i don't know on our planet i was obsessed so pro got mick also really enjoyed simone yeah i'm really got about them. simone which one was simone, simone i thought her commentary she was hilarious and then yeah. on top of which and so you don't usually get a funny queen who is actually very fashionable at the same time mm-hmm. a lot, at least in my opinion. Well, it's she seems that... to just have confidence and kind of nail every, I don't know, I just, I like yeah, her. Yeah, and I, and I thought her fashion was actually really great and very interesting. Oh, so, yes. well, wow. Simone is only 25, which is yeah. upsetting. She, I mentioned last week, I thought I might like her. She had the photograph dress and uh, she's from Los Angeles. So I'm always like rooting for the, you know, yeah. but I, I liked her and I thought, yeah, really funny and just kind of, out there but like has their stuff together you know just you could just tell they they love what they're doing and i love it her uh drag sister is Gigi good oh, oh. interesting yeah wow. interesting. I, I didn't love simone i thought simone did fine i thought she did yeah. like a good job i was not particularly impressed by that lip sync and i know that no not, i wasn't either yeah not all of them can be like flexible and gymnastic and big dancers and stuff like that but they weren't even using the stage until halfway through yeah it's just like this just feels Muted. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a bit like, eh, but honestly, I, but I do appreciate for the win is never. Yeah, the stakes don't seem as high. It's just kind of like so they don't. I don't know if they really pull out all their stops as much, but I, I do for that reason though. I, I think I do like Elliot. I thought her dancing in the thing was obviously one of the high, more bigger highlights in the oh. doing the drop the split. Her Beyonce stuff, which, you know, outfit was like, yeah, on point. Which we see, I, but yeah, I thought, but I, I liked, I thought she had like, I liked the fashion, but also. Uh, I think I like her. And she seems, you know, aside from the the question to Candy, that might be a little leading to be, you know, but I thought that other than that, I thought she, she seems nice and just kind of, I like her. So I'm going to say something not the nicest about, I just find her face not attractive Mm. and there's not, it's not her fault. Right. It's just like her features are not naturally inclined to be, I think what we consider sort of feminine beauty. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's ugly, but I don't think it serves to her advantage. It's funny because I feel that way about Tina Burner. Tina Burner to me looks yeah. like a man in a dress. It's not even that they're bad at painting. I find yeah. that, you know, their paint is good. I think the outfits are great, but somehow maybe they're not good at proportionizing, but they do to me look male. When Tina Burner is out of drag, my sister and I call them Wreck-It Ralph. Because they are just, it's like, they also choose to wear those bright red overalls, yeah. you know, and like the red hair and they're just like a broader, they're, I mean, they're clearly going for a cartoon look both in and out of drag. And so I don't feel as bad about it, but yeah. like they are blockier. They are. They're yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, I can see that. I, I enjoyed Tina more this episode than I did last episode. I mm-hmm. thought last episode that she was going to just be like that overbearing. Like she's overbearing, but overbearing kind of like. I thought it was going to uh, be like Ginger Minj. You. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I thought that we kind were, of thing. Mm-hmm. That kind of like I, I liked obnoxious. her better, but I do agree. I thought, you know, it was the fashion stuff, it was a little, and the look and stuff. I will say Elliot, I could totally see that point. Kind of gives me a little like Rizzo, like Stockard Channing vibe, and I'm and I'm you know here for that, or, like, yeah, I like a little bit I of like pink or something like that. Like I kind of get the the vibe of like that look, but I but I could totally see that for sure. Yeah, it's it's again, it's just not don't, yeah, yeah. Sometimes just it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I forgot who who were the who were the bottom queens. I don't even. Well, remember. there weren't really any, which was the no, because they oh, were that's all right. Just, like, they were all in. It was like, it was Simone and Olivia Lux, who I think is very pretty too, uh, that they were just both the top. If I had to choose a least favorite just based on things that are being done and said, it would be Candy, just because yep. I'm, just, I'm finding her obnoxious and annoying right now. But 
I also can't picture a lot of the other ones at the moment. So at least she's standing out, you know, so it's hard to say. I don't love Candy. I think for me, it feels very calculating. I don't feel like we know her. I feel like she's really trying for the Banshee. Well, and she and she kind of thrives. She like talks as if she thrives off the fact that like she's an ass. And yeah, no one which likes is her like, or something yeah. like it's just like and it's just like well, that's and not so fun. those are not authentic and fun to watch. You know, yeah. than right. the people who are just. Right. Whereas like the people who who literally don't realize that they're just the worst. Those people are way more interesting because they're defending themselves in confessional. Well, she shouldn't have blah, blah, blah. You know, and uh, I think that stuff's more interesting. Right. And and I think if her drag was more impressive, then I'd be like, okay, you can you can talk the talk because you're also walking the walk. But because she is kind of underwhelming. Very yeah. underwhelming. And again, we're early on, but it's yeah. it's forgot to mention last week, but it continued this week. I'm liking the music this season pretty much. For the I'm also I Jackie mentioned last week I'm also this way where the lip syncs are kind of some of my least favorite stuff in the yeah. shows. I don't have a problem with them, but I don't really care. I just sometimes if there's like an amazing one, you're like, Holy crap, like what did you do? But overall, I don't find myself super like invested in those parts. Right. But I liked some of the songs on the last episode. I know we got some Janet and I know I remember uh I remember Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan's rumors came on and I thought that was hilarious. I was <laughs> laughing at that. But then this week we got Dua Lipa and I loved that. I, I like, loved that one. That was great. Yeah. That's what was disappointing that the performance wasn't all that great because the song was wonderful. <laughs> well, because I, I just feel like that some seasons it's felt like they haven't wanted to spend very much money on licensing. Yeah. So we get very yeah. interesting choices. So this season, yeah. it does feel like they are shelling out for the actual, like, yeah, we're worthy. back on budget. Yeah. Well, the fact that we got that many lip syncs in one episode, like, you know, we're presumably going to have at least one every episode continuing. So yeah. we definitely had to put music aside. Yeah, budget. I was happy to see but, Ross. I was because I was missing him in the first episode. Cause I actually well, really like. Ross. I was very so. confused, and I uh, presume it's COVID-related logistics. I was like, "Why is Carson not at the fashion show? Carson is like the fashion person. Why yeah. did you not have Carson there?" But I, I assume you know it's like bubble or whatever COVID testing and and yeah, etc. Um, but, but yeah, I love Honestly, Ross. I don't even remember yeah. who was there the first episode. I didn't even realize that Ross was there, it, to be honest. I like Ross, was, but I didn't remember. No, I think no, it was it, Ross. It, no, no, it was just the three of them, I think. No, no, I thought the first episode was Rue, Michelle, and Ross, and Carson. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, no, I, maybe I, he I'm, wasn't there. Oh, no, he wasn't yeah. there. I thought it was just Michelle and Rue. Ross and Rue. And yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Because Either I remember way, I just don't remember. Ross wasn't <laughs> I was like, there. Yeah. But maybe Ross was only not at one of the judgings or something. Yeah, who knows? As always, one of my favorite thing about Drag Race is I appreciate the commentary during the fashion shows, the runway shows. Yeah, see that. And there wasn't a ton of that this this episode, but we got some of it. And I was like, okay, like I appreciate that commentary stuff, which is what was missing from episode one for me for sure. Yeah, that's because I always just think it's so funny. Like I just laugh. What was the one this time that I was dying? I think it was about the Tin Man. I know what you're talking about. Also, it was it was Ross, Carson, Michelle, and Rue for episode oh, okay. one. Well, We've just really, forgotten already. We literally forgot. You missed them all. You missed them all week. You know, like it's just yeah. yeah. I yeah. did. I was like, where are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We shall see where this season takes us, but yeah, I mean, I'm, it sounds I'm like it's going to take uh, a couple episodes to write the ship, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, that's the thing, at least two, right? Because I'm very annoyed because I'm. I also do. I do RuPaul um, Drag Race Fantasy League, where yeah, we're. How like, are you supposed to choose right now? You and right now, we we already did our draft, and the problem is, is like there's no way oh. to know if half of my drag picks yeah. are just are gone. Yeah, because you or... did all of them. You didn't just do the ones that are there yeah, right now. We do you did f- all of them. Well, we do four, so mm-hmm. we each get four drag queens, and then we get points yeah. based on the things that they. Do but I just mean you spend. included ones that aren't on the show yet, or whatever. Yeah. Because we yeah. didn't know. Because I truly think it's just going to be the exact same format again. We're going to get fashion show. We're going to get group lip sync. They're yeah. going to lip sync for their life. One of them's going home. And then they're going to like, we're going to end on rejoining yeah. the workroom. And the other queens, the ones who like won their lip syncs being like, oh, no, you know, outsiders. Yeah, yeah I'm not looking forward to that, I guess. But no. I mean, no, not either. And part of me wondered if it's going to be something else dumb, like extra, because they even our characters at this point even discussed that being like oh i bet you they're all just coming back because like the fact that they let us see that they even think that because they want to everybody to their twist and journey you know mm-hmm. makes me think it's not that or there's something else to it but mm-hmm. i just hope it's you know come on <laughs> i know like we we like the show for a reason do you better just, you don't have that. to do anything reinvent the wheel here right yeah. you just don't have to it's 
I'm currently know, and- rewatching America's Next Top Model, and it's just funny. Now I'm in like season 15, which I did not watch, I don't think ever. And you can tell how desperate they are for ratings, and because they're just doing. The- I've talked about this in the footnotes of the last roundtable, but America's Next Top Model only did the multiple gender season three times, and then they times, reverted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which was interesting to me so i'm like oh the gimmick must have worn off very yeah. quickly for them which is like don't change your you know like this is i feel like this is a case for not messing for with your reason. formula yeah. 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 yeah yeah project one way for the most part has done pretty good at keeping to yeah formula. like top chef is pretty standard you know like well survivor reinvents itself i think more often yeah. than not because they, but also they've been on i think but that longest. nature of that one is i feel like it always works yeah the better. core framework is the same yeah because so, like you're on an is, island and you have to make alliances to survive and then you have to vote them off and right. good luck like that right. yeah they never change that which thing right. well then you have some shows like i know like you mentioned the challenge but you were the challenge you have these people continuously coming back to compete on the show so it's like they know each other already. They have beef. Well, Survivor so they has through, a lot yeah, of like years. Yeah. Yeah. So, Survivor has so you like... put them through new stuff. It makes sense because you're like, oh, it's kind of like the All-Stars thing we talked about, right? And it's like, and these people know each other. They have problems. They have alliances, all this stuff. And you want to give them new challenges. Show. I would love that show, I think. But either way, like, yeah, you have new challenges and that makes sense, right? But then for something like this, it's like, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, yeah. just just let it, you know what Everyone already Everyone likes your format, okay? That is yeah. how you got popular. And by the way, we're still in quarantine, so we're still going to watch it if you, like, yeah. just give us a normal season. Since you oh. said season 12 outperformed a lot of other seasons because we were all at quarantine, well, guess what? Yeah. Hi, 2021 Hi, so far, not here. so different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't need to, don't need to <laughs> mess with it. It's so. actually getting worse, and we didn't know yeah. it was possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're feeling more compelled to stay at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I, that does not give a reason to have 90-minute episodes when you could only have 60. You know, no, like, yeah, I'm, that's I'm just greed. not loving yeah. the extended... That's what greed. It, I and I honestly, it's, it's filler. It's, it's filler. If it had like, been extended when we still had a lot of queens, I would be probably into it because we would getting to know everyone. Yeah. But with only yeah. seven people that we don't know, it's just... I would rather, I mean, if the episodes eventually lend themselves to it being extended, then fair, whatever. I've seen shows. I mean, the later seasons of Project Runway that I, I worked on them, so I guess I'm biased, but I enjoyed them still. And they were an hour and a half each. And like Challenge has gone to an hour and a half before. And like other things, that I know some shows have done it. If you can fill the time in a way that feels like the extra time is actually giving us something, but that's already kind of what Untucked is for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe that they expected I was going to watch Untucked right after watching an hour and a half of this. And it was like, yeah, I, I don't know, it just Untucked. felt really kind of like weird that they even thought that that was going to work for me. And so, yeah, it's like if you can find a way to make it necessary, I'm all for it. But right now, just seeing what I saw last this last week, I feel sorry for the production company because I'm like, God, they have to sit here and try to make an episode longer for some reason yeah (laughs) you know with with honestly the same kind of same amount of content where it's like we had the fashion show and we had the challenge and then we had the lip sync you know you know that kind of thing it's like they usually do that in hours so it's like you need to add more add more layers to this they could have been showing us the other queens and kind of giving us idea what's going on i think that would have been better if you've been like totally at them coming back if we had seen what they were up to, it would have been us, a lot less confusing yeah. to me yeah. if we had even seen them. Because it was just yeah. so bizarre not to see them at all and have this person come back and then not explain what happened to them. I'm like, well, did they just vote themselves off the island? But... Right. Yeah. And if not, they did, not a like, I do want to see the reaction to that. Yeah. It was... Something. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, they just think the mystery is intriguing enough for us. And it's like, mm, again. Yeah. I mean, I'll be there. I'll watch. Yeah, I'm going to watch it anyway. But, <laughs> but I'm I not happy. I don't, yeah, I don't appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, pleased. you got me anyway. But yeah, but yeah. it's fine. I'll be there. Okay. It's fine. But... I have nothing else to do. Except for, well, actually, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, oh, there's nothing to compete against. Just kidding. WandaVision is going to come out. And, and it's... I was going to say, the 15th is about to be like, yeah, right. Hold yeah. My, hold, my, hold my tea. Or right. Whatever, you and know. so hold my drink. I, I think there's certainly a fair amount of crossover between those audiences, but yeah. maybe not quite as much that they're worried about. And also, you know, on demand, blah, blah, blah streaming. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I've, I, you know, I'm largely looking for things to watch and read and do and this and that, whatever. And uh, I still didn't watch Untucked. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. No, I, to go I'm... back and watch it. So it's a thing where I 
Undeath is not generally like, even I, my favorite, though. I I, I find myself it's, no, it's not. But in this time when I'm desperate for content, like I why not? But I just I, I watched it in season twelve because I just did, even though I never cared before. I think the only reason, or only times I'll watch Untucked is if something so like ridiculous and dramatic happens in an episode, and I need the basically that like yeah. they sort of drop the act right, and they just like yeah. actually explain what the drama is. Sometimes I will watch yeah. Untucked for that, but very rarely do I find it supplement. You know, it's yeah. like valuable supplemental to. No, um, or I've done it if there's like a guest judge I really love, and you know they're going to go. Back oh there yeah, and yeah, talk yeah. yeah I've done stuff. that before, but, but overall, most of them I don't, don't really watch. care. Yeah. But I, I yeah. watched season twelve because yeah. I was that bored. But I guess, <laughs> but I guess I'm not that bored anymore. I don't know. No, so. apparently not. <laughs> I probably would have if it was a normal length episode. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. My own point. <laughs> well, thank you both. We will reconvene once we see whatever the hell they throw at us for the next one. All right, thank you. Thank you to Jackie and Matt for joining. And now a few of our follow-up points. For Pieces of a Woman, the beginning shot that we're referring to, the sort of home birth, is a 24-minute shot. And it does sound like it was one take, which is kind of wild. Also, the film is written by Hungarian writer Kata Weber, who is a woman, and she's married to the director, who is a man. And the story is actually based on a true story that happened in Hungary, but not to them personally. So I know Matt mentioned that it happened to them. It's, it's actually, to clarify, it is something that happened in Hungary, I guess, you know, childbirth and midwives, etc., are heavily regulated. So it was super shocking that this happened. There are hints of nudity for Vanessa Kirby's character, but nothing nearly as revealing as what we see of Shia LaBeouf. And then speaking of Shia LaBeouf, so the issue that we're sort of dancing around in this is that in December of 2020, the New York Times published a piece explaining that FKA Twigs is suing Shia LaBeouf, citing a, quote, relentless abusive relationship and is accusing him of sexual battery, assault, and infliction of emotional distress. Singer Sia also came forward after that with allegations calling him a pathological liar and that he conned her into an adulterous relationship by pretending to be single. Given some of the scenes that transpire in Pieces of the Woman, it's hard not to draw parallels, which is what we sort of talked about. We believe victims here at We're Watching What. So take that under advisement if you do decide to watch the film in terms of whether or not you want to support it. And then uh, moving on to lighter things, I called Nick Cage Oscar nominated, but he is actually an Oscar winner for Leaving Las Vegas. And then he was nominated again in 2003 for Adaptation. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.